feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Carter in for Rita Cosby tonight, and we will be taking your telephone calls, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. You can reach me on Twitter, Dominic TV, Dominic TV. The funeral is tomorrow for Tyree Nichols, the young man killed by five African-American police officers in Memphis, Tennessee or at least they are accused of killing him, second-degree murder charges, as Vice President Kamala Harris is headed to the funeral. The Vice President of the United States is headed to the funeral. I don't know exactly what to make of that, to be honest with you folks tonight. It is important to keep in mind, politicians have their own interests. Politicians have their own personal agendas. The vice president, as we all know, as the president, represents all the people. But exploiting emotional topics is something that sometimes politicians do. And certainly race and victimization are emotional topics. That's one of the issues we will deal with tonight. Another one, how about this? One set of rules. You can't have one set of rules for the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, and then another set of rules for everyone else. You can't do it. You cannot do it. New video shows the former president taking the Fifth Amendment more than 400 times in a deposition. Mainstream media tonight are having a field day. As far as the tape, pulling up the tape and showing it over and over and going back to when Mr. Trump said that only someone with criminal activity or someone with something to hide would ever invoke the Fifth Amendment. Now, let's be fair. Let's be fair and reasonable. And I'll put this question to you folks. I'll ask you this. If there is a candidate that runs for state attorney general on the platform of bringing you down, if there is a candidate that runs for public office on the premise of destroying you. And then that candidate wins. And that candidate, New York Attorney General Letitia James, is heading the investigation going forward. Why in the world would you testify when you just can't win? Here is a bit of what Mr. Trump had to say. When your family, your company, and all the people in your orbit have become the targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt 
supported by lawyers, prosecutors, and even the fake news media, you really have no choice. Anyone in my position not taking the Fifth Amendment would be a fool, an absolute fool. And you would be a fool to go before someone who's your nemes, nemesis and to to you know that this person is looking to bring you down and you're going to testify under oath when they're going to slice and dice every word that comes out of your mouth. What you just heard was from Mr. Trump during the deposition. He continued. In her AG speech, she promised to, quote, shine a bright light into every dark corner of Trump's real estate holdings. Shortly thereafter, she vowed to, quote, use every area of the law to investigate President Trump and his business transactions and that his that of his family as well. She knows nothing about us. This is when she knew absolutely nothing about us. It was very unfair. This whole thing is very unfair. And the former president is correct on this issue. On this issue, he is correct. And using his words, he would be a fool if he testified in a deposition before this attorney general. Graham Cates of CBS News talked about the investigation. He's a former president. He's he's running for president. And this is a, a massive fraud investigation. Uh, but, but it's one of the, the larger uh, fraud undertakings by the New York Attorney General's uh, office in their history. And, and here he is. He's invoking the Fifth Amendment hundreds of times to the point where after the first couple of times where he reads a, a couple of lines saying, I, I'm not answering the question, they say, to save time, just say same answer from here on out. And so much of the video is, is he's being shown a document, being asked a question, and then he says same answer. But wouldn't you folks do exactly the same thing? I know I would. If I knew my enemy is heading the investigation and I knew that my enemy is looking to make international headlines by stomping on my head in an investigation, am I going to go into into that environment and testify? Of course not. Of course not. So for the media to make the mainstream media to make this an issue, it is ridiculous. We're dealing with that issue tonight. Also, Congressman George Santos, the entire world knows his name now, agrees to skip to skip sitting on House committees as a new survey shows an overwhelming 78 percent of voters in his district in New York State, Long Island, parts of Queens want him out. And an issue we dealt with last night, we will continue. We will continue tonight and that is migrants, the southern border, where they are being welcomed into the country and just walk right on in. In New York City, the city of New York is dealing with a major problem. The migrants have said they don't want to leave the three-star hotel that they are staying at. They don't want to go. They don't want to go to a shelter in Brooklyn to clear up space for women and children migrants. Oh, no, they want to stay where they are. So on 57th Street in New York City, perhaps one of the uh, most important streets in New York City, these migrants are laid out on the sidewalk outside the hotel. The 
Watson Hotel. Rap, they refused to leave. Refused to leave. Rap and donated clothing and blankets shivering in the cold. President Biden was in town in New York today touting federal spending on a new rail tunnel under the Hudson River, but of course did not address the migrant crisis that's no longer just El El Paso, that's no longer just other states, but it has now hit New York City with 42,000 migrants in the city, and they are telling city officials what they are willing to do and what they're not willing to do. Think about that for a second. A minute ago, you were claiming political persecution to get here, and now you're here, you're telling the mayor of New York City what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. And, oh, by the way, taxpayers are picking up the entire tab. They're not paying a single, single dime at all. We're going to deal with that issue. And what I don't understand is, as I made this point last night, okay, you don't want to go to the shelter where where, where, we're welcoming you out of the kindness of our hearts. Okay, fine. Well, Stay on the street, but we're not going to permit you to do that. So send them over to ICE. Let ICE handle the situation. Let ICE handle this situation. And on top of it, on top of this, there's more with the migrants. According to some workers at the Roe New York City Hotel, they are turning the hotel into a violent, drug-infested free-for-all, according to an employee. And quoting this employee, their self-entitlement is beyond belief. They believe that the hotel is theirs, and they're going to do what they want to do. We're also going to, tonight, I've been putting this off since Friday, we are going to deal with the Paul Pelosi tape. That was released on Friday, but was on the same day that the Nichols tape was released, and that was breaking news. And so the Pelosi story took a backseat, if you will. But we're going to focus on it because what what I, what I see in that video is it looked like between Mr. DePap and Mr. Uh, Pelosi, when the door came open and the police are there stating what's going on, it looked like a social gathering. We're going to break that down. We are going to do exactly that. And uh, let's start with your telephone calls, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve, Long Island, New York. Steve, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, good evening. Um, yeah, the whole idea of the vice president going to uh, Nichols' funeral, um, if I was a family and I was going to be objective about this, I would say I don't need you coming here pandering to the black community by showing up at, at, at my son's funeral. I don't want my son's funeral to be a, a, a campaign stomp for you guys. And uh, just really quickly, last week uh, I called you and I expressed how the, uh, the idea of Biden showing up at the Martin Luther King Day uh, uh, commemoration, uh, I was disgusted by that. And I'll use the word that I used last week. 
because, first of all, that turned into a campaign stop. And to see the black community embrace him, it just goes to show you that today's black community doesn't embrace the ideals that Martin Luther King preached over 60 years ago. So um, those are my only two comments, and I'll, I'll hang up and listen well, Steve, you have any Steve, regarding that. Steve I, I appreciate your call, and I've got to take a break, so I'm going to have to assess this when we come back. But I spent part of the day asking myself, I have to be honest with you folks from around the country tonight. I spent part of the day stating to myself, it, something about the vice president going there just to, to the funeral just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't seem right. And I can understand the argument where some of you folks believe that this amounts to nothing but pandering. We will continue with that topic and many others tonight. Dominic Carter in for Rita Cosby. We will be right back. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Carter in tonight for Rita Cosby. Rita has the night off. She will be back tomorrow. As I mentioned, a number of topics on our plate tonight across the country. The funeral is tomorrow for Tyree Nichols in Memphis, Tennessee. And Vice President Kamala Harris is going to be at the funeral. The Vice President and a team of White House officials will be in Memphis at the funeral. And we see your calls. We're going to get to them. What, what I tried asking myself today, I guess rhetorically, is if Mr. Nichols was a diehard Trump supporter, if Mr. Nichols was a backer of the former president of the United States, would Vice President Kamala Harris be going to the funeral. If the 2024 race was not right around the corner, would the Vice President of the United States be going to the funeral? We know the African-American vote is part of the base for Democrats. And um, this is going to be very interesting the funeral tomorrow. Jerry, Staten Island, New York, what's on your mind, Jerry? Dominic, I, I'm just so fed up with the, the African-American vote. I wish there were more people like you that could talk sense. I mean, they sit home, listen to these Democrats promise them the world, and they don't get anything. They sit in there, they still collect a check once a month, maybe they get a little raise in it. Meanwhile, the Democrats, congressmen, senators, they all get rich. The, the, the so-called reverends, ministers, that's what I wish someone would look into. Someone would do an investigation in these inner cities or these so-called ministers and reverends and see where all that money from the Democratic Party is going. It's going to those guys' pockets, not to the community. And they keep falling for this time and time again. It's so frustrating to me. And now you know what? Now we live in a country that sucks because of this. They got Elections have consequences. Elections, okay? Jerry, they, 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 they certainly do have consequences. 
and and I would concur the circumstances we live in across the country are, are not the greatest circumstances, and I blame squarely the far left with with poisoning, if you will, our political process and to be honest with you, it's horrible what happened to Mr. Nichols, but I don't know if the right idea is to cancel the Scorpion unit. Because, see, folks, we don't want to be honest about the problem, and we don't want to be honest about black-on-black crime. So, Jerry, the point is, why was the Scorpion unit founded? You see, that's what that's what we have to answer. And we all know why Scorpion units across the country are founded. We already know why police commissioners, even commissioners of color, come in and form these units. Because they are brought in to bring down crime in urban areas, translation, black-on-black crime. And so what happened to Mr. Nichols is is tragic. It was inhumane. It's horrible. But I, I return to my, my premise, Jerry, and, and Jerry, I do want you to answer this. So it sounds like you don't believe it's appropriate for the vice president to be at the funeral tomorrow. Jerry? Jerry, are you there? Okay, sounds like Jerry's not there. But Jerry, thank you. Thank you for the call. I return to my point. To my point. If Mr. Nichols happened to be a diehard Trump supporter or just a Trump supporter with the vice president or a Republican, would the vice president be at the funeral tomorrow? It's it's going to be interesting. We are also talking about the fact that the deposition from a New York State investigation of former President Donald Trump has been released, and the mainstream media is making much of the fact that more than 400 times he took the Fifth Amendment. All I'm saying is we have to be fair. One set of rules, not one just for Trump and then for everyone else. That's not right. You, The Attorney General of New York got elected declaring she was going to destroy Trump. And then he's supposed to trust her and open up and testify under oath? I think not. I think not. Dominic Carter in for Rita Cosby. We see all the calls from around the country. We will get to them when we return. Oh, I I have another minute left. Okay, I I have another minute left. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go to, let's go to Michael, New Jersey. Michael, go right ahead. Yeah, um, I'm going to change my topic. Um, you were saying that as far as the illegals are, are, are making tents in the street, you know, they can't stay there. No, no, no. I, I disagree with you with that. I think that the illegals should be taken out of the hotel and told, yeah, if you want to camp out in the street, that's perfectly okay. And I'm going to tell the police not to bother you. You know, you can stay there as long as you want because today is February 1st. Do you know what that means? That means we are coming to the coldest month of the year. Indeed. Hey, Michael, I want you to hold your thought for a second and hang on. I've got to take a break now, officially this time. Dominic Carter in for Rita Cosby. We will be right back.
This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And folks, Dominic Carter in for Rita Cosby tonight. And when police across the country are demonized and come under attack, I want you to remember stories like this. Because we could go on all night long with stories like this of Heroic antics of the men and women of blue across the country. Atlanta, Georgia. An Atlanta officer was wrapping up a traffic stop early Saturday morning when a man jumped into his patrol car and took it for a spin before crashing along train tracks. So guess who had to save this man from being Hit by a train. Officers, the men and women across this country that are demonized every day, worked frantically to pull him from the car just seconds before an oncoming train hits the vehicle. This happened near the Greenbrier Mall in southwest Atlanta around 2 a.m. The guy jumped into the car. The air unit, the helicopters, they're able to follow him. And the vehicle is zooming down highways with emergency lights on. Video from the department's uh, helicopter show. And this nut job made it about eight miles before he lost control of the vehicle. The vehicle had overturned on its side and came to a rest between nearby train tracks with its tires partially on one of the tracks, according to the video. The responding officers quickly worked to remove the suspect from the patrol car's broken front window as the incoming train's horn is heard in the distance. Now, remember, these officers are endangering their lives to protect the life of someone that just stole a police car. So this suspect obviously is in custody. He was taken to the Fulton County Jail and faces multiple charges. But when police are demonized every day across the country, especially now, remember stories like that. I was just chatting with uh, Michael from New Jersey. Let's bring him back on. Michael, uh, you know, I want to, so so your initial comment, you said they need to go after Hunter Biden, not Trump. And then I see Teddy from Yonkers, New York, who says just the opposite, that Trump is in trouble regardless of pleading the fifth. So I want to bring you back live, Michael, and Teddy from Yonkers, New York. And Teddy, before you respond, I want Michael to go, and then you guys 
talk about this issue live together. Michael, go right ahead. Okay. First of all, why is his son getting $500,000 for a color-by-number painting? Right? I mean, I would do a color-by-number painting, and I'll only charge 10000 Do you think anybody would buy it from me? No. Why are they buying it from him? What is he getting? What is he telling his father to do for that $500,000? Now, I heard from, um, from the ex-mayor, uh, uh, Giuliani, that there was an island that was 100 miles off the coast of China that the United States was using as an air base for their big bombers because an a, a, a B-52 cannot land on an aircraft carrier and it can't take off from an aircraft carrier. It uses so much land, it has to take off on land and land on land. We built runways on that island. We built hangars on that island for those big planes. This made the Chinese very uncomfortable. Well, after they bought a couple of his paintings, I guess under the table, for some reason, Biden didn't sell them that island, which he should never do anyway. He gave it to the Chinese. Gee, isn't that kind of, you know, unusual? He gives an island that's 100 miles off the coast of China to the Chinese so that they, we can't put our bombers there in case they decide to attack Taiwan. Okay, I, I, I hear you, Michael. But now let me bring in Teddy from Yonkers, New York. Teddy, you say Trump is in trouble regardless of pleading the fifth. Why? Exactly. Uh, Michael, you have an agenda, and one and only one agenda is to condemn Biden and Hunter and all of the Democrats. Unfortunately, I'm not like that. Fortunately, excuse me, I'm not like that. I condemn Democrats when they have to be condemned, and the Republicans, and specifically Trump. I just read on the computer, when I don't know, I learn by reading and looking at things. He lied to the judge beforehand when the judge asked him, or he was asked, is he, does he have anything to do with the Trump organization? And then he said that it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, Michael. You, Michael, you, and like other people, and I appreciate, Dominic, that you give me the opportunity to debate him. You read what you read that applies to your agenda. And you listen to what applies to your agenda. Anything else is obsolete, Michael. Okay, let's let's let Michael respond, and sure. we'll let you respond, Teddy, and then I have to move on to Stan in Los Angeles. Go, go, go ahead, Michael, in New Jersey. Yeah, what is your agenda? Your agenda is never criti- – I have never heard you criticize Biden. I've never heard you criticize his son. What, what, if you say Trump lied about that, that is not treasonous. What Biden is doing is treasonous. He is aiding and abetting the worst enemy this country has, an enemy that sent a disease into this country that killed a million people, an enemy who had a general who was being interviewed by Reporters, and they asked, how do you feel the relationship between the United States and China is? And do you know what his answer is? Not now. Not now. But one day we will have to go to war with America, and we will because they will never accept our form of government. Okay, hey, Michael. And, I, and I, after Michael, we win, 
Michael, yeah. I, I because I've got to wrap this up. I okay. believe that I believe that Trump should have pleaded the fifth and not testified in this deposition. What do you say? Absolutely. He did the right thing and tell Teddy to get off his agenda about protecting Biden and that crack addict son of his and start waking up. Because even if Trump did do something wrong, it didn't it wasn't treason. It didn't hurt this country. Biden is destroying this country. He is totally destroying it. Okay, thank you, Michael. Teddy, you had the final word before I move to Stan in Los Angeles. Michael, you have it all wrong. If you look at PBS tonight, Putin is the most dangerous person out there. Not the Chinese premier. Putin is. He's already threatened Israel to back off with the drones to Iran. And he said to his military people, we should put some bombs, missiles, where it can reach the United States in about 10 minutes. And that'll take them away from interfering with our agenda. Okay, Michael? You've got it all wrong. Putin is the most dangerous person. Forget about Hunter Biden and his crack addiction. Okay, Michael? Wake up and smell the coffee. Okay, Teddy, we we thank you for the call. Thank you, gentlemen. Please calm down. Stan in Los Angeles, you're the mediator here to get me out of this. Uh, what's going on as far as you're concerned tonight? Stan, please pay attention to the phone, not the radio. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Stan, so sorry. go ahead for the last time. Go ahead. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Stan, this is the last time. Go ahead. Yes, Dominic, I'm here. Okay. I'm St- here. I Okay, do you not hear me? I, I've said it four times now. Go ahead. Dominic, I'm here. I've said it four times. I'm okay, here. Okay, Stan is done. That's it. We, we're going we're gonna to go to the next call. Dave in Pennsylvania. Good evening, Dave. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, Dominic, Mr. Carter. Hey, um, I always grew up thinking that it was not the jurisdiction of the federal government, particularly the legislative branch, to weigh itself into local politics because then they pollute the jury pool. Now, you were talking about commonalities between George Floyd and this latest incident with that poor fellow. And I cannot fathom why it is these so-called police officers would do these things on camera, would destroy their lives right out in the open for reasons which made no sense, that were not necessary. So Dave, I think. Wait, Dave, let, let me just make one correction. They yeah, did ahead. not know they were being recorded. The videos that you saw, which would have basically have vindicated them, the body cam videos, they recorded. But the street video from the camera above is the one that got them in trouble. So they did not know that they were being recorded. That That's the key well, they, to all of this. Well, don't they have body cams, right? Yes, but, but, but Dave, what I'm trying to explain to you, the body cam videos would have essentially exonerated these officers, the body cam videos. They, they might have received a little suspension here and there, but not second-degree murder charges. It's the camera that was above that they did not know that was recording that recorded them punching uh, Mr. Nichols over and over and kicking his head and so on. But please continue. 
Okay, well, I, all right, I, I will concede that as a fact, but nevertheless, these men were in absolute horrendous violation of any kind of common ethical behavior. Agreed, so, agreed. So, so therefore, I personally, from a 10,000-foot uh, viewpoint, think that there is something much sinister at the bottom of all of this, and that is the federalization of the police forces of this country to take them out of the hands of local uh, jurisdictions because everything they're doing with this defunding the police and these crazy incidences that get blown way up when other things are just totally overlooked, just it um, stinks to high heaven. You know, something's rotten in Denmark. Well, I, I, I will. I, I like that. I really like that, Dave. Something is rotten in Denmark. I, I agree with you. And and you mentioned the defund the police movement in 40 years of reporting, many of them on television. That has got to be the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my life. That's what happens. That's a knee jerk reaction to community activists trying to bring about change to the system. Defund the police will have all of us victims of crime. We we have to have our police, Dave. We have to have our police. And I, I thank you for the call, Dave. I, again, defund the police and Black Lives Matter, two of the dumbest ideas I have ever heard in my life. Black Lives Matter taking advantage of people that are out there protesting. And, and some of the people are good people. They, they're out there exercising their First Amendment right. But the Black Lives Matter movement and defund the police has set this country back tremendously. Tremendously, folks. Let's go to Judith in Brooklyn, New York. Judith, what's on your mind tonight? Hi, Dominic. You ever heard of a dumb and dumb, dumber? Well, um, there's dumb and dangerous, okay? And that is uh, these stupid ideas that you're talking about, but also dumb and dangerous Kamala Harris. Let me tell you something. Do you recall she's the kind of person that she raised money for Antifa to bail yes. them out? Yes. She's the person that went on shows and encouraged them to keep doing violent, uh, violent protests, right? Riot rioters. She was in on that. She's an anti-cop, and the fact that she's going there is saying something, besides being, you know, for campaign points and whatever. But I think she's also trying to say, yeah, I'm part of eliminating police. Look at what they've done. I Judith, and we're them all in. Yes. Judith, do me a favor. Hold on for a second. I've got to take a break. We're going to come right back to Judith in Brooklyn, New York. Dominic Carter in for Rita Cosby tonight. We are coming right back. The Rita Cosby Show. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. 
Dominic Carter back with you. I'm in tonight for Rita Cosby. Rita returns tomorrow. As we mentioned, a number of issues we're dealing with tonight. We'll get to the migrants in just a moment. And uh, Congressman George Santos, Republican Congressman George Santos, what's going on with him? And uh, also uh, President Trump uh, video being released tonight of him pleading the fifth in a deposition. And it was the right thing for him to do as any of us would done if the person leading the investigation wants your head on a platter. We're dealing with that. And also the vice president Kamala Harris will be at the uh, funeral tomorrow for Tyree Nichols in Memphis, Tennessee. We were chatting with Judith in Brooklyn, New York. Judith, are you back with me? Yes, I am, Dominic. Yes, thanks. You know, I'm calling. Uh, the reason I'm calling, I was just listening, but um, something bothers me very much, Dominic. When I heard the uh, sound, the sound bite of this poor young man, Nichols, the way he was screeching and crying, he was in so much pain. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, if I would have been there, I would have definitely intervened. I would have done something, anything. I'm sure, Dominic, had you been there, you would not allow this just to go on. Where? Where are the people? He was two blocks away from his house. He wasn't in the desert. Where were people that didn't come to his defense? I don't care. Did no one learn anything from George Floyd that some people should have stepped in a little bit stronger, number one? And two, these cops. These thugs, I have to say, these cops, did they not learn anything that once you put him in handcuffs, that's it? I mean, I don't understand from both angles. I don't, I'm just so upset about it. Well, I, 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 I hear you, Judith. I don't refer on a personal level to these five individuals uh, after seeing the video. I don't refer to them as police officers because that's not my definition. Police officers are heroes. Police officers are there to help when needed. And at times, uh, part of the job, unfortunately, requires restraint, but not to the level of this. Judith, I uh, thank you for your telephone call. Let's go to uh, Victor, Victor, Long Island, New York. Victor, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, I just want to give you my take of the Pelosi deal. Uh, They actually got caught with their pants down. Uh, I think it was a, 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 a homosexual encounter that had gone sour. And they use the hammer as the subterfuge, you know. Okay, well, um, well, hey, Victor, wait, 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 one second here. So, uh, in the next half hour, I'm going to uh, play the nine one one tape and give you my opinion. But what about the fact? Uh, I I heard you with your perspective. But what about the fact that Mr. DePap is seen on video smashing the glass and breaking into the Pelosi home? Uh, it's very perplexing. It really, really is. But uh, that's that's my take. I, I, you know, the, you know, when the when when the cats are away, the mice will play. You know. <laughs> mm, mm. Well, hey, Victor, thank you. That that's that's your two cents. Uh, what what I can say about this, I I I don't know, but I'm I'm gonna break this down. I I'm. It just looked like a social gathering once the door opened. And Mr. Pelosi is standing there with a, a drink, a cup in his left hand. Something, I, I I don't know, folks, just something just doesn't add up. Something does not add up. Jeff in Forest Hills, New York. Jeff, what's on your mind? Mr. Dominic, yes, sir. Okay, the, the glass on the back of the Pelosi house, okay, my uncle installs hurricane glass in Florida. 
That looked like film hanging out that they put in hurricane glass, like security glass. If that's the case that somebody could break in that house like that, then we got a real issue with security. If she's in a gated community, and I love cops, but there's a problem. But if you see him whacking on the back of that door, you're going to tell me nobody, you know how hard you got to hit that glass with a hammer? And their houses aren't far apart there. They look like townhouses right on top of each other. Hey, hey, Jeff, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a gated community. I, I don't know where people got that from, but it's not a gated I community. Some, okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. No, no, However, it's okay. Yeah, we we, we yeah. all make mistakes. We all make mistakes, friend. But the, 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 they don't even have a yard, really. Like, the house is, the one house is, like, right next to the house. I just don't understand. And he's out there whacking. It's not like he broke a window and you see his hand go in. Like, he's out there chopping wood. And you're going to tell me nobody heard that? I just, it just too, is the Pelosi's. And everything she touches just seems to be fishy. I'm sorry. That's just, the, that, that, that's what I see it. Well, I call it as I see it. It's my gut feeling. I hear so. you, Jeff, and, and I, I appreciate your call. We'll deal with the Pelosi situation next hour. Let's go to uh, William in Asbury Park, New York. William, what's on your mind? I've got about 20 seconds here. Hey, uh, with Letitia James, you got a governor that did uh, twice the money for um, Rona tests, but she's going to go after Trump for an almost non-issue. You can't have a two-tier justice system. That that makes people lose faith in the justice system, and without that, you fastly do not have a country. Thank you for taking me, sir. And thank you, William. When we come back, folks, we're going to go to Tracy in North Carolina. We're going to break down the Pelosi tape. We're going to talk about Congressman George Santos. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter in for Rita Cosby tonight. Rita returns tomorrow. It is my honor to be here with you folks. I am going to give you my assessment of that videotape released from San Francisco on Friday. Paul Pelosi, the attack on Mr. Pelosi. But I mentioned uh, some of the calls that we have coming in, and we are taking your calls on a number of topics tonight, 800-848-9222. I mentioned Tracy in North Carolina. So let's go to Tracy first. And Tracy, what's on your mind? Well, thank you for having me, Dominique. I had an experience with my father. He was arrested, uh, and he never had a prior, no kind of record whatsoever. And uh, they locked him in the, put him in the jailhouse, locked him up, and uh, then he wouldn't sign a confession. Uh, and uh, they brought him out and handcuffed him and, and killed him. Well, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that, Tracy. Uh, is this but after that? After that, uh, excuse me. After that. Uh, we had a home paid for, uh, everything was paid for, and we lost it all. I became homeless at 14. And my other brothers and sisters, they got scattered all over the place. I mean, I, I, was, I, was, I was miserable. Mm. So, so that's what happened to me in that experience, with that uh, horrifying thing. Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Tracy. And uh, to those that, thank you for the call. To those that may be just joining us, we're dealing with a number of topics. Tomorrow is the uh, funeral. Tomorrow is the funeral for 
uh, Mr. Tyree Nickel and the Vice President of the United States will be at the uh, service. Let's go to Joanne. Joanne on Long Island, New York. Joanne, what's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It's great to talk to you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to, I've been thinking about the funeral, and all I can think about is the focus should be on just the main thing is that this poor, dignified, lovely mother has lost her son, and she deserves our heartfelt sympathy and prayers. And, and, and to me, that's the main focus of the day, and it's a tragic death. And, you know, it's, of course, it never should have happened, but it did, and it's so unfortunate. And, um, Dominic, while I have you on the phone, there's a thing that's been just on my mind about Paul Pelosi, and and this is what it is. He had a DWI uh, thing back before this um, incident, you know, at the house, and uh, that was in the news and everything, and... Um, it, it was an embarrassment, of course. But when I heard that, I thought, well, something is wrong there. You just, you know, don't, you shouldn't do a thing like that, especially if you're, you know, you're a family that's sort of in the public eye. So then when the incident occurred with the guy that had the hammer and the head terrible brain injury and everything, I said to myself, you know, whether I don't, whether I know anything about this or I don't know anything about this, the bottom line here is, what's he doing in the house alone? I mean, he's 82, and he probably has some decline in his mental status, and she's in Washington half half or three-quarters of the time, and, and she should have hired some kind of companion or very reliable person to stay with him and make sure he eats well and, you know, gives him, you know, goes out with him maybe to to the movies or, you know, take a walk or go here or there in the car. I don't, I think it was wrong that he was alone. You know, I, I just think he's too old well, and I, she's off doing her career in Washington, but he, you know, that's her husband. I, I, so? I, I hear you, Joanne. Now, we don't know if he was just alone for that night. I, I don't know. I, I yeah. don't know. You 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 make a a very good point, and since you brought it up, thank you for the call, Joanne, Long Island, New York. Since you brought it up, let's go ahead and go there. I meant to have this discussion with you folks since Friday, and then the situation in Memphis, Tennessee, and I'm just coming back around to it tonight. Tonight, so let's talk about the Paul Pelosi uh, uh, attack for a moment. The videotape. The videotape. Here are my concerns. I see the tape of David DePap uh, violently breaking into the house. We see that. That's established. We see Mr. Pelosi uh, with shorts, or I don't know if those are boxers, and, and a shirt. And according to his statement to police, he was startled while he was asleep. Uh, DePap woke him up. But something that's bothering me, and I cannot answer this part. If I'm fearful that someone is about to hit me in the head with a hammer, and I'm holding the hammer in one hand, I am not going to be holding a drink in the other hand. Something is wrong with that. Now, 
Joanne just said, I will call her that uh, at his age that uh, perhaps he should not be home alone. I, I don't know if it's some type of dementia and I'm, I'm speculating, completely speculating, but something is wrong. A couple of things. One, the police respond in San Francisco to the, to the call. And I'll get to the 911 operator in just a second. She should be fired immediately. So it's troubling that the police were not able to locate which house it was. If you listen to the tape, they say, I think, 1020, and then one says 1040, and and the guy goes, no, it's this one. And so I'm still trying to figure out how did that front door open? And when the door opened, it looked like a social gathering between two men. So much so to the degree that the confused sounding police officer says, hey, what's going on here? What's going on here? And by the way, by the way, when people attack the great men of men and women of law enforcement, I want you to keep this in mind. The suspect, DePap, had just violently hit Mr. Pelosi in the head with a hammer on video, and these two courageous police officers did not hesitate to jump in and did not pull their weapons from what we could see. They jumped in, and they could have been seriously injured as well, hit in the head with a hammer. And so for the life of me, I don't understand why during the ordeal that we can see on video with the possibility of being hit in the head with a hammer right before this happened, and he ultimately does get hit, But why, during this entire time, is Mr. Pelosi having a drink in his hand, holding a cup? Now, maybe he was doing that to defuse the pap, but to the 911 operator. And we're going to play parts of this. I want you to hear this. And then we're going to uh, go to Roger in Massachusetts and uh, Larry in Brooklyn, New York, and some other calls. So Pelosi is trying his best on the phone to secretly tip the 911 operator off to what's going on. Now, remember, DePap is apparently standing right in front of him during the 911 call. And no matter what Pelosi says to the 911 operator, she is just not getting it. So imagine if she had put two and two together And the officers would have responded to the home knowing that it was the Pelosi household and that the husband of the Speaker of the House was in imminent danger. That would have been a game changer in terms of a different response. I want you to listen to part of the 911 call between Paul Pelosi and the 911 operator. Oh, I guess I, I guess I, I told them to say, what is this? This is San Francisco Police. Do you need help? Oh, well, there's a gentleman uh, here just waiting for my wife to come back. 
Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he's just uh, waiting for her to come back because he's not going to be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait. Okay, do you need police, fire, or medical for anything? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Zero, two, twenty-three, and fifty-eight okay. seconds. Yeah, uh, there's, there's the, uh, um, is the Capitol Police around? Zero, two, twenty. No, this they, is they usually zero, protect my wife. They're usually seconds. here. They're usually here at the house protecting my wife. Uh, no, this is San Francisco Police. Friday, October. I, I, no, I understand. Wow. Wow. Oh. This is what's wrong with America. Pelosi says to the 911, I'm sorry to laugh, folks, says to the 911 operator. Here's the translation. Hint, hint, hint. Nancy Pelosi. Hint, hint, hint. Capitol Police. And she says, no, this is the San Francisco Police. Listen a bit further. Okay, well, Zero, uh, and what do you think? Seconds. Okay, good. Uh, he thinks everything's good. Uh, I've got a problem, but he thinks everything's good. Zero, uh, okay, call us back if you change your mind. No, 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 this, this gentleman just uh, came into the house, uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. Zero, two, and so, uh, and anyway, he's do, you know, do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He, he, uh, uh, he has not to, uh, he told me not to do anything. What is your address, sir? Uh, 26. What is your name? Uh, my name is Paul Pelosi. Friday, anyway, this, this gentleman says that uh, he thinks everything ought to, you know, he, he told me to put the phone down and uh, just do what he said. Okay? Okay, who, what's the gentleman's name? I don't know. What's that? My name's David. Da- the name is David. Okay, and who is David? I, I don't know. I, what's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend, but... But you don't don't know who he is? No, ma'am. The alarms are going off the entire phone conversation, and she's not getting any of it. Dominic Carter in for Rita Cosby tonight. We will be right back with your telephone calls. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter here with you in for Rita Cosby, and we are taking your telephone calls now. The situation with Paul Pelosi, the video being released Friday. I wanted to discuss this on Friday, but I'm just getting the opportunity now because of breaking news uh, that occurred for the last couple of days. Let's go to Roger in Massachusetts. Roger, what's on your mind? Okay, thanks. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Okay, great, thanks. The reason I called was uh, as of yesterday, last couple of days, when you were talking about how it looked like a social gathering. The only thing I thought, which now, when you uh, when you opened up this topic at the top of the hour, you kind of alluded to it anyway, finally. And 
I thought to myself the whole time, especially with the phone call, but he's standing there. It's like if you and I were standing in front of a, 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 a grizzly bear. He's walking the fine line of not doing anything to, to rile up the bear, but on the other hand, develop some kind of an escape strategy. Now, I think the drink is probably because, as an alcoholic, that's what he'll go to. And, and I think that the walking the fine line was perfectly illustrated with the, the, the way he did that, handled that phone call. She wanted to get off the line at one point, and he was quick. No, 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 no. I think he did a very good line, a job of walking the fine line on that phone call. Um, now, I didn't know that he was holding a hammer. I, that, one, that one I can't figure out. I mean, But I still think it's a, a, a matter of walking the fine line. They were both holding the hammer. Pardon? They, they were both holding the hammer. And then okay, the well, patch anyway, snatches I'll, it. I'll, I will still, for time being, go with the fact that he was trying to walk the fine line of not getting, you know, angering, you know, setting the guy off, but in the meantime trying to do something about the situation the best he could. That's, that's my conclusion about it. And the alcohol is because he's an alcoholic. Well, uh, fair that's enough in terms, of your, in terms of your, your comment, Roger, but... But again, if I'm fearful uh, that, and you don't like the Monday morning quarterback situations, but if I'm fearful that someone is about to hit me in the head with a hammer and my free hand, I'm not going to hold a drink. It's just not going to happen. It's not. It's not. It's not reasonable. Let's go to Valerina in Florida. Valerina, what's your take on this? Hey, Dominic. They know each other, Dominic. I've been following this since it came out, and there was a lot of things that were not. Um, given to us by the media. You know, the media didn't give us the whole story. Paul, uh, I'm not saying this to disparage him, but Paul Pelosi is probably an alcoholic and a substance abuser. And that young man travels in, probably traveled in the same outer circle or inner circle with him, even though that young man is um, homeless. But I think there's connections there. I don't know how, I don't know why, but my gut tells me there's connections. They know each other, and that's why that break-in didn't really look like a typical break-in, and that's why Paul, with, with the drink in his hand and very calm and the boxer shorts on. And the other thing is is that I know that lady, that dispatcher lady, she could have sounded very flaky, but she also could have been playing dumb. So she didn't want to tip off the 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 David guy and maybe she was playing dumb to get the and and all the time signaling to the to law enforcement to hurry up and get over to that house. Well, Whether Valerina, if, it, if if she was playing dumb, boy, did she do yes. a good job? If, if that's what she was doing, yes. I, I I thank you for your telephone call and for your perspective on this. Let's go from Florida to the great state of North Carolina. Let's say good evening to Nina. Nina, what's on your mind? Dominic, hi. Hi, Nina. Um, I have one. I have one question, and I haven't heard this answered yet. Why would a perpetrator allow his victim to make a nine one one call? Well, you know, you know, Nina. It's hard to understand or make sense someone that may be going through a psychiatric uh, episode. You know, it, 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 I, I could see where he would allow him to make the uh, the telephone call. 
I can see that happening. You don't see it? No, I don't. I don't. It's confusing to me. Right. Well, you know, it, it appeared that Mr. Pelosi was able to take him off the ledge and keep him calm. And that's what you want to do in a situation like this, Nina. Nina, I appreciate your call. Folks, I've got to take a break. Dominic Carter in for Rita Cosby. We will continue with your phone calls from throughout the country when we come back. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is a wonderful, wonderful story out of Michigan. Out of Michigan. A local veteran helping other veterans restore Tools, tools, one at a time. The Iraqi war veteran, Justin Billard, is helping other veterans restore tools one at a time. He opened a store called Tools for Veterans, where passion meets purpose. Now, they get tools donated to them, and the tools come in all types of different condition. Some are fine. Some are not so fine. And Billard and his team restore and sell the tools with some of the profits earmarked for veteran causes. He also sells online. And he says what he likes to do every quarter is make a substantial impact in the local community to somebody to a veteran or an organization that really needs it. This quarter, Billard plans to purchase a service dog for a veteran. And so far, says he's raised about $4,000. He says employing former service members is another goal of his. And his store in Michigan, Howell, Michigan, is open Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and every item has a store, a story behind it. And again, you can also find the products online, and it's something that's well worth supporting. We haven't even gotten to Congressman George Santos yet. Let's stay on Paul Pelosi and the videotape uh, that was uh, Released on Friday. I haven't had a chance to discuss that with you. And also, I want to follow up. I want to follow up on an emotional call uh, that we received last night. Uh, David from the Bronx, uh, uh, New York. We'll let you hear a bit of what he had to say. Upset, upset that he can't afford medicine. Uh, he's disabled, blind, uh, part of his foot, amputated. And he says it's unfair that migrants are getting better treatment than himself and scores of other Americans. So that's what we're going to do. And right now we want to go back to the telephone calls. Let's go to Barry. Barry in upstate Syracuse, New York, where I attended graduate school. Barry, what's on your mind? 
Yes, uh, thank you, Dominic. Uh, you do a great job. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You're 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 basically a Swiss, you're a Swiss Army knife. Uh, you can handle anything. Uh, let me just tell you here. Uh, Nina pointed out something very uh, interesting when uh, she pointed out that uh, that uh, uh, don't forget. Let me get to my point. My point is, Paul Pelosi said. Usually, the Capitol Police are here to the 911 operator. And he said that to, to the 911 operator. Usually, the Capitol Police are here. Yes. Now, he called. I find that very interesting. Now, Nina did make a good point. Unfortunately, look at this later at night here. But her the, the point is, it seems very strange that you have the Capitol Police always keeping an eye on second-in-command, uh, got a, uh, however happens to the president or vice president. And I find this very strange that, like Greg Kelly pointed out, why didn't Paul Pelosi immediately run to the police when the door was opened? Well, I, 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 I hear you, Barry, but, but that amounts to second-guessing someone in a crisis situation. I hear you. No. Perhaps it's no, a valid point. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, he handled it. Listen, he's an, he's an older gentleman. He handled it. I don't care if he's in his shorts. He's got a drink in his hand. And I, I unfortunately forgot. Uh, look, at I'm not a young guy. point is, is that it just seems very strange to me uh, that uh, the, the way they – and I do want to touch on one thing as far it's as It's got to be quick, though, Barry, because I've got to move I'll, I'll on. Make it very a lot quick. of calls. Very, very quick. The Memphis police officers, uh, their, uh, their report was that, uh, as you have seen, was totally this – if it wasn't for that overhead camera, uh, nobody would have seen this poor young man. And uh, I understand it's called the Scorpion Squad and this and that, but this was totally wrongful. I, anyway, I, thank I you, you. Thank you. You, you thank do you. a great job. Thank you, Barry. Syracuse, New York. Let's go to Tony in the great state of New Jersey. Tony, what's on your mind? Hello, Mr. Dominic. Um, thank you for taking my call. I just had one question, and I've listened to the call and the thing that seems a bit odd to me, and I want your thoughts, is why was David DePap part of the call? If, you know, you know, at all, like, it was very strange. Like, why are we making this call together? And why is he allowing him to make the call if, if there was, like, danger? What well, do you think? Tony, I... You know, people that are not in their right state of mind do strange things. And yeah. and I can't I can't really speak for for Mr. DePap. Uh, but yeah. but 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 with that said, uh, it, it based on what we're able to see from the video, it appears emphasis on appears that somehow, some way in their conversation, I don't know, Tony, but it appears that he was able, that is, Mr. Pelosi, to get a little bit of trust from uh, DePap 
Yeah. And and the Pap wanted Nancy Pelosi to come back. So I, I we'll never know uh why he allowed him to make that unless they reveal it, uh the two individuals that were involved. But I return to my my point, alcohol problem or not, if someone's threatening to hit you in the head, someone's threatening to hit you in the head, you do not, you do not stand there with a drink in your hand. And so the call from Syracuse uh, or one of the other callers just said that he should have run to the police. And I get that part once the door opened, but we're making the assumption that he would have made it a couple of feet without getting hit in the head with the hammer. I mean, do, do you think do you think this is on the up and up, Tony, or you think there's something strange? From the get go, I just I knew a little bit about the police department and the the police girl woman who's in charge and the whole department, and I just felt like everything was controlled how we were getting our information. So I was suspicious from the get go. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think really... I think we all were. I I think we all were. Um... But again, and Tony, thank you for the call. Um, I, I I just have a pro, a hard time understanding how your life is on the line and you're standing there with a drink in your hand. And the other hand, you're holding the hammer. And I get it. He's an older gentleman, so he, he didn't have the strength of the pap. But... Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not exact. I, I don't know, folks. I'm not exactly sure on this one. John in Pennsylvania. John, what's on your mind? How do you see this situation? Well, the way I'm looking at it is it, it's just so confusing. I think Nancy was trying to kill her husband. Wait, 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 John, where are you getting that from? Well, the way it's set up, the, the, this guy knew that guy. Paul knew this guy. I mean, you don't stand there with a drink and just casually talking on the phone. And no, Nancy was setting all this up. She wanted to kill the guy. Mm. Well, hey, John, I hear you. There, there's no evidence of anything like that. But thank you for the call. Let's go to Robert, Suffolk County, uh, New York. Robert, what's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I'd like to weigh in with what I think are maybe intelligent comments, analysis. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Okay, um, these operators are trained to keep people on the line. That gives them more time to hear clues, like sounds in the background. Hey, Robert, you're correct. But, I mean, but how many clues? He couldn't say this guy is about to hit me in the head with a hammer because then he would have been hit. How many clues does one have to get? Well, she did keep him on the line. She faked out the possible intruder to keep him on the line and try to get more information. And that worked. Okay. Okay. He didn't attack. He didn't attack Pelosi until after the police. Fair point. Fair point. But he, but he instructed, but he instructed Paul Pelosi to get off the phone. So his patience ran short. And I mean, a simple Google search, of Paul Pelosi would have revealed who was on the other line. Okay. Also that a supervisor was called to listen in while the operator was on the phone. I got something here. Listen to this, you know, but the caller doesn't know that. And the drink in the hand, I believe 
not only was it comforting to Paul Pelosi for the stressful situation, he had the presence of mind to think of using that as a diversion, distraction, by maybe throwing it in his face at the right moment so he could get away from him. Mm. I, I hear you, Robert. Help, yeah, if he I, got help, if he got I, help I, when I, the police so, came, which they did. Right. So then, so then, why didn't he? It all happened very fast. So then, why didn't he throw it in his face? Well, maybe he didn't feel that it was a right opportunity right. to do that. You, you are correct. You are correct, Robert. I, I, uh, I appreciate the uh, the call. Let's stay with the Roberts. Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Robert, good evening. You're on the Rita Cosby Show. Dominic Carter filling in tonight. Dominic, it's good to talk to you. Love you and Rita all night on the weekend on the weekdays. Thank um, you, thank you. I, I guess I think the reason why he let him make the call was because Paul probably told him, "I'm trying to get a hold of Nancy to have her come home." Okay, mm-hmm. and I think that the operator shouted like that because she's probably never had such a casual caller about a break-in. You know what I mean? Right, I but, think the but, whole situation you're, you're, you're was weird. Making, you're making valid points, Robert. But I mean, but if the if she goes to hang up and he goes, no, 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 no. Normally the Capitol Police are here. Th- those are all right. clues. Those are clues. You, you no, know. I know that he he probably even told the guy, you know, I have to call the Capitol Police because they know where Nancy is or something along those lines. Right. I'm just speculating on why some of the strangeness, but I think that there is something between this guy and the Pelosi's. And I think Nancy might have owed this guy money or promised him something, okay? I, of course, have no idea, just speculating, of course, but one of the weirdest situations has happened this week, no doubt. And it's not the first time Paul has been hammered, no pun intended. Have a good night. Uh, thank you for the call, Robert. Let's go to uh, – let's go to – I'm, I'm not laughing. I appreciate the call, Robert, but, but people that have problems with alcohol, it's a serious issue. And and I just don't find it funny, but 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 I hear you. I hear you. Let's go to uh, Ed, Staten Island, New York. Ed, what's on your mind tonight? Hello, Dominic. Yeah, no, I agree with the previous caller. I mean, after after Paul uh, crashes Pelosi drunk driving, Nancy told him, uh, you know, just call your buddy and stay home and get hammered at home. Hmm. That that's your opinion. Yeah, I think he, I think they had a relationship. And, and what are you basing that on? Because he, he didn't uh, shy away when the police came. He didn't run to the door and say, help me. Right. He's, he right. stayed in the house. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's it's interesting, Ed, and uh, and we, we appreciate the call. Before I take a, a commercial break, let's go to Jeff, Jersey City, New, New Jersey. Jeff, you've got about 20 seconds here. Uh, quick, Dominic. Thank you. Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi neglected her husband. We we, we all know relatives, uh, Dominic, where they get elderly, a history of alcoholism. You don't leave them alone without a caregiver and an unsecured home, you know. And um, he has alcohol in his hand. And it's it's really, really troubling on her part. She neglected the husband. And I don't disagree with with the man that said, you know, she set him up to get hurt. You know, when people get old and they have a lot of money, uh, maybe she just wants them to kill off and she'll take all the money. Um, it, she really has uh, some uh, answering to do to, um, to to somebody, to God, 
You know, well, she committed a, a serious sin here. I, I hear you, Jeff. Thank you for the call. There's absolutely no evidence to indicate that. Uh, I, I, you know, I, my, my journalistic background, uh, you know, I immediately go to that and you've got to show it to me or prove it to me. And there's just no evidence of that. Your telephone calls. When we come back, Dominic Carter in tonight for Rita Cosby. This is the Rita Cosby show on the red apple podcast network. Dominic Carter in for Rita Cosby tonight. We are taking your telephone calls from all across America right now, discussing the attack on Paul Pelosi and the video that was released. Tomorrow is the funeral for the young man in Memphis, Tennessee. The vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, will be there. Congressman George Santos has stepped down from his two committees uh, pending in investigation, as poll numbers show, his constituents want him out, out. And so let's go back to the uh, Paul Pelosi issue. Let's go to Joe, Staten Island, New York. Joe, how do you see this situation? Yes, hello, Dominic. It's nice to talk to you. Uh, to quote you on a lot of your on your on your other show where you've said in a number of situations, this thing with Paul Pelosi, it doesn't pass the smell test. Why would this guy even allow him to call anyone to even dial a phone, much less to call the police when he's invaded his home? He's there with a weapon, a hammer. He could beat his brains in before he dialed even one number. Why? Because Why he wanted because he make... wanted he wanted Nancy Pelosi. He's going to allow him to call the police. Well, you, you know, people uh, suffering from. Uh... Uh, psychiatric issues, sometimes they do strange things. And, you know, I, I, I don't know, Joe. I, I, the, the only thing that gives uh, credibility, as far as I'm concerned, to exactly what you're saying and the common theme from what I'm hearing from our listeners from across the country is, again, the police, the door opens. I still don't know who opened the door. And the door is open, and Mr. Pelosi is standing there calmly, and he's holding a drink in one hand and holding the hammer with the pap in the other hand. That, and what I often say is something is rotten in Denmark. And, um, you know, Joe, I, I, I appreciate your call. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're on to uh, something. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good evening, Larry. What's on your mind? Well, I wanted to talk about Memphis, which I will in a second. But as far as your question, why he was holding the drink, uh, I, I think I may have an answer for that. I mean, the hammer was picked up by Paul Pelosi, and the other guy, this guy Dave, he grabbed the hammer. And uh, Paul Pelosi was not ready to relinquish the hammer. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, hey Larry, I, I got to cut off the call because it sounds muffled. I don't know what's going on there. Let's go. Let's go to uh, Charles in Queens. Charles, how do you see this situation? Good morning. Uh, first, I want to say that regarding Kamala Harris, you had asked earlier whether she would have gone to the funeral had he have been a Trump supporter. Sort of tongue in cheek, I think the expression is, "I'm being only semi facetious." She definitely would want to go. If he was a Trump supporter, she'd want to make sure that the Uncle Tom. Um, MAGA guy, Super Mesas, is dead. Uh, I'm only joking halfway. I mean, that's what they think about MAGA people. 
Now, what I want to say over here about the Pelosi situation, why are we talking aloud? On what basis are we believing more than 6% of what we know? On what basis that there was an intruder, some, some, they're lovers or whatever they are, they know each other, they're relaxing with a drink. So much is happening that we don't know. So Nancy got involved. Oh, my God, we got to plan something. Let's break that window. Let's do this and let's do that. So when the police came, oh, my God, it's a wait, bad guy. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. You said Nancy's got to do know. something. Wait, wait, the pap is seen on video breaking the window. I don't know. I don't know. What I'm, I'm, no telling, what I'm telling you, Charles, he's on video uh, uh, aggressively uh, breaking into the residence. They know that before they were together drinking, right, that he broke in. Yes, before, before they were drinking. Yes. Okay, but I don't think it's possible with all of our all of our the brain power trying to figure out what happened because there's so many lies in the picture that you got to be God to know what happened. There's well, no that, way that's, to get that, around that, it. that's fair enough. That's fair enough. We may not ever know what happened. Charles, thank you for the call. Anastasia in Astoria, New York. How do you see this situation? Good evening, Dominic. I see the situation. The earlier the lady who called and said that the operator was playing a role there to keep the things calm so he don't get hurt. In the meantime, though, she gave the signal to the police, and they got there in three minutes. So, therefore, I believe that she did a, a wonderful job in keeping things calm. I I hear you, Anastasia, but uh, in terms of relieving the stress of Mr. Pelosi on that telephone call, it, it, it's it's a miracle that man did not have a heart attack based on and thank you for the call Anastasia it's a miracle he didn't have a heart attack based on the uh, 911 operator how she handled the call in terms of not being dismissive but she just seemed to not get it now I've heard you folks say that you believe that was a uh, distraction to keep him on the line I don't buy it I don't buy it Folks, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Dominic Carter filling in for Rita Cosby. And for Rita Cosby, Rita is back tomorrow. And have a wonderful night. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.